1: Father's
2: house. Obviously, the way that David responded to this information caused a stir amongst the people. Was David willing to go out against the champion of the Philistines, Goliath? And so, news had been brought now back to Saul, the king, who again was just hanging out in his tent. He's shut down, he's frightened. Uh, He's inept, and uh, he's certainly not going to lead his army in battle against the Philistines.
0: The battle between the Israelites and Philistines was at a stalemate. The warriors on both sides of the line lacked courage. The Philistine champion, a giant called Goliath, was an intimidating enemy, and even the strongest Israelites were afraid of this man. God put David, who was by no means intimidating, into the midst of this situation. Today, Pastor Mike will lead us through an exploration of this encounter and the faith in God that enabled David to do what no one else was brave enough to do. Now, here's Pastor Mike in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17, as he begins his message, Taking on giant.
2: This message is probably one of the more familiar messages that's recorded any place in the Bible, Old and New Testament alike. And of course, I'm referring to the contest between uh, David and Goliath. And again, we're in chapter 17 here in 1 Samuel. We're going to begin the study by reading verses 1 through 3, but we're going to go through most of this chapter, okay? So we got a lot of ground to cover, some wonderful lessons for us to learn in fact, this particular chapter is so rich that we're going to come back next Sunday and treat it once again. Because all of the lessons that are contained within it can't be uh, actually covered in just one message. So anyway, let's go ahead and read those first three verses of Scripture. Chapter 17, verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle. These are the archenemy of Israel. And were gathered uh, at Sokja which belongs to Judah, so within the province of uh, Judah, where the tribe of Judah had settled. And they camped between uh, Sokcha and also uh, Azekah, and located in FS Daman. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah, and drew up in battle array against the Philistines." The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. That word valley can more literally be translated ravine. So this is the picture. They're gathered together in this valley called the Elah uh, Valley. There's this, re, uh, this ravine that runs through this uh, valley uh, that had been created by the uh, winter uh, rain. And so it created this this uh, ravine between these valleys, this valley. On one side of the valley stood the armies of the Philistines. On the other side, the armies of uh, Israel. And they are about to engage in this uh, battle. So according to our text, once again, Israel is facing the army of the Philistines. And they're gathered together in the Elah Valley, as I had already uh, mentioned. And the reason why that they are about to engage in this battle is the Philistines had come into their province uh, there in uh, Judah, uh, in that area where uh, the tribe of Judah had settled. And the Philistines needed land and revenue. And they were looking to subjugate uh, Israel. They were facing a problem of overpopulation. Now up until this time, the battle was sort of in a stalemate, a standoff. Also, I want to mention that during this time, and this actually explains what's going on here for us, there was a new kind of warfare that had gained popularity throughout the Near East. And uh, the reason for that popularity was that it prevented the unnecessary loss of life. So two of the most able warriors, renowned warriors, would face off against each other, and whoever was victorious in that conflict would gain the victory for all their uh, people. And so we are about to be introduced to this champion of the Philistines whose name was, as you know, Goliath. Now every day this giant of a man, Goliath, would come out onto the battlefield and challenge the armies of Israel to a winner-take-all kind of a contest. Okay, with that said, let's go on into our text now, verses 4 through 10. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, from the city of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. A cubit was one and a half, or is one and a half uh, feet, and so that that would have meant that this champion of the Philistines, this giant Goliath, was probably at least nine feet tall. And also notice he had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And that would refer to a jacket that was uh, composed of uh, metal rings or plates serving as his armor. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze, or about 125 uh, pounds. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders, or more accurately, a javelin slung over his shoulder. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels and a shield bearer went before him. So that iron spearhead weighed about 16 uh, pounds. And he stood and cried out to the armies of uh, Israel. So at this time, this act- the battle actually became a uh, war of words, and, uh, but notice uh, no one took the incentive to go out into the battle, neither the Philistines nor uh, Israel, and at this time Saul had no courage. Remember, in one of our previous uh, studies, and this was the reason why uh, Saul was inept in leading God's people, Israel, in this particular battle, simply because we are told that the Spirit of God had departed from him, and thus he lost his confidence. Well, then he stood, that is, the champion of the Philistines, Goliath, and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to line up for the battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down uh, to me. So every day, Goliath would come down off of that hill uh, where the Philistines had gathered together uh, for this uh, a conflict and he would enter into the ravine, and he would make this challenge to uh, Israel. And notice then in verse 19, if he is able to fight with me and kill me, then he will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we might fight uh, together. So, Again, uh, every day, this champion of the Philistines would go out onto the battlefield and challenge the army of uh, Israel to this winner-take-all contest. And so each day, he uttered this challenge that is recorded here that we've just read in defiance to the armies of Israel. And let me tell you something. Israel was pretty intimidated by this man and his awesome presence. And boast, I'll take on any a man. So Goliath was certainly a very intimidating uh, character. He was awesome, which is indicated by, notice the response of the Israelis in verses 11 and also in verse 24. In verse 11 we read, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. So I guess none of them were anxious to step into the next world because they knew that no one would be able to face him and be uh, victorious. But nevertheless, God had a plan. But then also notice there in verse 24, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. None was willing to accept his challenge. But one day, David arrived upon the scene. He happened to be sent by his father, to see how his older brothers were facing or uh, were faring in the battle. And at this time, David was just a teen. He was just a teenager. And I I, I assume that he was pretty excited about the prospect of viewing this battle. Okay, so what happened next? Well, let's pick up now in verse 12, verses 12 through 24. Now David was the son of the Ephrodite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse. So Jesse was. David's dad, and who had eight sons. Remember, we were introduced to them in one of our previous uh, studies. Remember, the prophet uh, Samuel had been instructed by God to go down to Jesse's uh, home, and he would choose one of the sons to be the new king uh, over Israel in Saul's place, and he was going to replace Saul because of Saul's disobedience. So we've already been introduced to these eight sons of Jesse. And the man was old, that is, uh, Jesse, And he was advanced in years, in the days of Saul. The three oldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul to the battle. The names of his three sons who went to battle were Eliab, the firstborn, next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest of the eight, and the three oldest followed Saul. They were uh, a part of this military campaign. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Remember, uh, he had received favor uh, of Saul. Remember when this evil spirit that had been sent by God uh, to vex uh, Saul, David would play his harp and sort of like a, uh, a music therapist, remember we talked about this last time, and then this calmness would come upon Saul. So David had received favor from the king, uh, King Saul. But this administration of David was intermittent, and it was an honorary position. Also, he was named as Saul's armor bearer. So anyway, this happened intermittently. And the Philistines drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and night. So he would come off of the hill, and down into the ravine, and he would express his challenge that they might send out one person to face him in uh, this contest. Then Jesse said to his son David, take now for your brothers an ephah, an ephah would have been a a bushel, uh, about 35 liters of this dried grain, and these 10 loaves, and run to your brothers at the camp and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and see how your brothers fare, and bring back news of them. So that he wanted to know how, what was going on in the battle on the front lines, and how they were doing, and uh, whether or not their, uh, any of his sons had been killed in this uh, battle, so that they didn't have any news of what had been taking place. Verse 19, Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. I don't know if you could actually refer to it as fighting. Uh, All they would do would be crying out against one another and and screaming at one another and hollering at one another. And and, uh, there was actually no uh, fighting really going on uh, whatsoever. And anyway, uh, for Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. And David left his supplies that his father had given him in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, so to the front lines, and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words, and so David heard him on this particular occasion. That is the challenge. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man fled from him, and were dreadfully afraid. So, once again, none was willing to accept his uh, challenge. But, uh, But all of that is about to change. Okay, so finally, there upon the battlefield, visiting his brothers, David visiting his brothers, gathering the information, so to relate it back to his parents, and then notice, according to our text, Goliath, Steps onto the same battlefield and offers his challenge as he did so many days before. Well, that got David's attention. And he's probably thinking, what in the world is going on here? And who is this guy? And who does he think that he is? Okay, let's pick up now in verse 25. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who had come up? So David's questioning, What's going on? Who's this guy? Uh, offering this challenge. And so they began to explain. Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him with great riches. So in other words, anyone who will come forward and and face him in battle, uh, these would be his rewards. The king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter in marriage, and give his father's house exemption from taxes to... Israel. So, quite an incentive that's being offered that anyone who will you know, come out and meet him on the battlefield. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, Who shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And I want you to understand that his, David, using this term as being an uncircumcised Philistine, He's just simply acknowledging that Goliath was someone who was without a covenant with God and therefore was without the protection of God upon him. So that's really what uh, David is referring to uh, here. So who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner saying, so shall it be done for the man who... Uh, killed him. Now, Eliab, one of David's brothers, the oldest, heard when he spoke to the men. Remember, he's receiving the information about what's going on here. And Eliab's anger was aroused against his younger brother, David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? Remember, uh, David's responsibility within the family was to care for the sheep, that his father Jesse had owned. So basically, he was a sheep herder. He says, I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, so he's rebuking his younger brother, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. In other words, he he turned another uh, person or group of people just trying to figure out what's going on here again, and they basically rehearsed the same thing that the one before him had said. And these people answered him as the first ones did. Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. So obviously the way that David responded to this information caused a stir amongst the people. Was David willing to go out against the champion of the Philistines? Goliath, and so news had been brought now back to Saul, the king, who again was just hanging out in his tent. He's shut down, he's frightened, Uh, he's inept, and uh, he's certainly not going to lead his army in battle against the Philistines. Verse 32, then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistines. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you are just a youth. And he, a man of war, from his youth. But David said to Saul, and now he begins to offer his resume, if you will, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. you got to love this guy, David, right? Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, He will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, "'Go, and the Lord be with you.'" And so Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head, probably too big to fit upon his head, sort of a comical scene actually here. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them, And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. And so David took them off. And then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, put them in a sheep sheep herder's bag in a pouch, which he had, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistines. Now, it is interesting to me, to take special note of how the army of Israel faced this giant and how David faced the giant. It's quite a picture in contrast. Israel faced this giant with great fear, and they fled, whereas David, first of all, was interested in the challenge of the giant, and then he expressed great confidence to, to feed him. And when David was preparing to take on Goliath, Notice Saul said, you cannot beat him. But David responded and said, oh, yes, I can. For the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and bear shall deliver me from the Philistine as well. And then also notice, when David went out against the giant, Goliath sought to threaten David. Okay, let's pick up now, back in our text, jump ahead to verse 43. Okay, so now... David comes out, he's standing in that ravine now, and he is willing to accept this challenge, right? And before Goliath comes off of the hill to meet him out there in that ravine between these two hills where both uh, the armies of the Philistines are watching as well as the armies of Israel are watching what is about to take place. And so notice the threat of the Philistine. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. That was a big mistake, folks. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. So David expresses his confidence after these remarks that had been made by Goliath.
1: In my father's house, there's place for me In my Father's house Where I long to be
0: That's all we have time for on this edition of In My Father's House. If you've missed any part of this message, you'll find it online at harvestnyc.org You can also subscribe to the In My Father's House with Mike Venezio podcast. Just search for it on your favorite podcast platform. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to let you know how you can connect with us. We want to hear from you. If you've been listening for months or even the first time today, let us know. Have you been blessed by a teaching here on In My Father's House? Have you been able to share what you've learned with someone else? We want to hear your story. It's such an encouragement and brings us great joy to know how this program is blessing our listeners. So please let us know you've been tuning in. You can send us a message right from our website. Just go to harvestnyc.org and click on contact. You'll find a form to fill out and we'll connect with you as soon as possible. You can also let us know you've been listening by sending an email to harvestnyc at verizon.net. Please feel free to share your prayer request, too. We'd be honored to join you in seeking God's direction in your life. Again, just email harvestnyc at verizon.net. If you're listening to our broadcast and aren't in the Manhattan area, we'd like to invite you to join our weekly worship services live on our website. We stream our gatherings on Thursday at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday at 11 a.m. Find out more and connect at harvestnyc.org. That's all for today. Join Pastor Mike next time for another edition of In My Father's House.